I'm Nick Abrahams, and welcome to Web3, From Mystery to Main Street, the podcast where we talk about how technologies like crypto, DeFi, NFTs, and the metaverse are being successfully embraced by mainstream businesses. And joining me today is Lachlan Feeney, founder of Labrus, Australia's largest onshore blockchain consulting and development company. Lachlan, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Nick. Now, you've um, you've sort of created this extraordinary business in, in what seems like a relatively short space of time. But what what was what was happening in Lachlan Feeney's world pre-Labris? How did you how did you end up here? Sure. So um, I was studying uh, an information systems degree at QUT when I started Labris. So. Um, there's not actually too much sort of uh, background to go into me. Um, prior to Labris, I, um, uh, yeah, basically started it while I was in uni. Um, I'm currently 23 years old. I was 19 um, when I started the company. Um, I've always been super into crypto and, and blockchain. I was sort of an early Bitcoiner. Um, even sort of back when I was in high school. So oh, wow. okay. um, for me, sort of, uh, uh, you know, particularly by the time I got to university, I was, um, you know, pretty interested and um, set on sort of working my way into the blockchain industry. And um, uh, yeah, there's there's sort of a long story behind it, but basically, um yeah, well, whilst I was at uni, I made the decision to to start Labris, and um, uh, I um, I was working at the time for another um, blockchain company, sort of part time. So and sort of doing some um, you know Bitcoin stuff and that sort of thing on the side. But um, yeah, I've always had a passion for blockchains for an opportunity to um, to sort of take a leap and 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 start a business in the space and. Five years later, here we are. Oh, it's, it's a fantastic story. And it sort of feels like a very familiar tech entrepreneur story with that um, sort of entrepreneur dropping out of university and uh, and starting their own business. So, so it's exciting. We don't necessarily tell that story that often in Australia, but it's great. Congratulations on that. And just maybe to drop into that, then what exactly does, does Labras do? Sure. Um, so basically what we do is um, we're a blockchain or Web3 consulting and development company. Um, we weren't always that. I'm, I'm not sure whether we want to um, get, get into sort of the early days of Labris or not. But um, for the past few years, basically what we've been doing is um, consulting and development. So we've built up. Um, a team of some sort of very talented uh, Web3 business analysts, engineers, smart contract developers, and, and these sorts of things. And so we work with companies uh, all across the world um, who basically want to build out blockchain systems, um, NFTs, metaverse products, um, uh, DeFi, GameFi, um, as well as very like enterprise um, blockchain solutions as well. So we work with companies of all different shapes and sizes to basically identify and help them build 
Web3 integrated products um, for their business um, or, or, or for their customers. So we do everything from start to finish. We'll work with companies to plan out, um, actually ideate the product and help them um, uh, sort of plan out exactly how the blockchain and Web3 elements will, will fit in. Some clients know exactly how they want that, others don't. Um, we'll architect solutions, design solutions, build them, um, and then sort of provide ongoing support and that sort of thing as well. So um, Labris is 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 basically the go-to company for um, if you want to build a product um, or you have an existing product and not enough resources in-house and you want to outsource a portion of that, um, you would go to Labris and we have a team of people, um, in fact, the biggest onshore team uh, in the country who can uh, work with you to basically help um, uh, help build out uh, your your Web three product. It's um, I mean, it's a fantastic offering. I don't think there's too many other organisations in in Australia that can offer that full service. I think you know what, what we seem to have seen with particularly with the rise of Web three over the last sort of twelve or eighteen months is uh, you know digital agencies popping up. You know who can. That, that can offer bits and pieces mm. of uh, you know of NFTs and so forth, mm. but that whole that whole approach. And so you you'll do the strategic consulting sort of as well in terms of how to how to fit whatever the Web three proposition is with the rest of the organisation. Yeah. So we um, our like our main area of expertise is the implementation and, and right. the engineering side of things. So. Um, there's we'll we'll do a degree of um, sort of strategic planning, although it's usually from the technical side. So, right. if if you come to us and you say, um, "I have um, no idea how blockchain would fit into my business, but I want to explore it," um, that might be a little bit early stage right. for us. Okay. Whereas um, if you come and you say, "Okay, I have this product." This is, uh, you know, I see the blockchain value proposition here. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work or, um, you know, what blockchain we're going to use or, or um, how it's all going to come together. Those types of clients, you know, we go right from the start. But, um, yeah, we, we do get a wide variety of sort of, you know, some people are already, you know, several years into product development, others right. are, are very early on. So it's a it's a wide variety. And are there any particular industries that are sort of more more open to blockchain, sort of financial services and so forth, or is it mm. is it quite a sort of broad category? Yeah. So we we are pretty broad. Um, I'd like to say that we've, we've worked with at some point um, over the last five years um, each sort of industry vertical um, but um, as you and your guests sort of um, are probably already aware blockchain sort of tends to have a bias towards the financial services industry. Um, I think that primarily comes from the fact that um, blockchain started with Bitcoin. Um, Bitcoin was focused on money. Um, and so, um, you know, a lot of the early stage blockchain applications have been 
financially focused because we started with Bitcoin. Right. Um, I think, you know, the, the first real wave of sort of um, uh, smart contract adoption was sort of DeFi and decentralized finance. So we do spend a lot of time in the financial services industry, but I think this is just a, um, a, a case of this is kind of where the industry started. And so that's where most thought so far has gone into developing use cases. But blockchain, this is where a lot of people get caught up because when they think of blockchain, they just think of Bitcoin or they yep. just think of cryptocurrency. Yep. Um, whereas blockchain is a really techno a, a, a sort of industry agnostic technology. I think if you look back, you know, you go into the future 10 years, um, and look at um, industries and how blockchain is being used then, um, you know, the financial services sector will be just a, you know, a fraction of a much, much larger industry. Um, and so it's a fantastic thought as to, you know, where, where this all heads. We might, we might come back to that um, a little bit later on, particularly around sort of NFT technology and so forth. But maybe just looking at, so, you know, in, in looking at some background on on your business, seems like you had a cracker last 12, 18 months, you know, increased headcount, 500%, increased revenue, almost 200%. Um, does this sort of match the way that organisations are, are getting more interested in Web3? I mean, obviously, you know, you've got a successful business there, but I, I can't help but feel that, you know, three or four years ago, blockchain was a bit of a solution looking for a problem and mm -hmm. and a lot of organisations were sort of vaguely interested but couldn't really figure out why um, why to use it. But it, it feels like now, you know, we're seeing it deployed, you know, as you mentioned, obviously across financial services and DeFi and GameFi and so forth. But, but, you know, even more than that in other industries. Do you think that, you know, the last 12 or 18 months has, has really seen a research or a, a real interest from enterprise and, and do you see that growing? Yeah, it, it, it's definitely come a long way over the last 12 or 18 months. Um, if you go back five years um, when we first started Labris, so Labris was founded in 2017 um, which, as you'll recall, was sort of um, uh, the ICO boom. <laughs> I remember, um, I remember that boom very well. The, the phone, the phone was ringing off the hook with all manner of <laughs> scurrilous ideas that people wanted to raise money for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, there was a lot of that. That that sort of boom for me um, was the. It was the first time when sort of people started to um, question or, or think about blockchain, like it had come sort of back into frame of mind yep. and people had started to ask, you know, oh, maybe, maybe this blockchain is a, is a thing. Maybe, maybe there, there is something here. But we had that sort of brutal bear market through mm. 2018, 2019, um, and this was, you know, a particularly... Uh, tough period for businesses who like Labris who had, who had started in um, 2017 there, there were a lot sort of who, who didn't make it um, through that to, to see the other side or pivoted sort of back to web 2 technologies and that sort of thing because I think the sentiment back then was 
you know, okay, blockchain, you know, had a crack, um, but ultimately it was a fad, you know, it all blew up, um, you know, ICOs never went anywhere, that was it, um, and and people sort of stopped paying attention um, during those years. So, um, you know, as a business who's trying to uh, sell blockchain consultancy, it's very hard to, to sort of right. uh, do businesses in that time. I imagine. But as, as we sort of start to get into 2020, um, I think the, the sentiment had started to shift um, from, you know, uh, six or seven years ago where, you know, you said blockchain and um, the only possible use case anyone could conceive of was, um, you know, using Bitcoin on the dark web. Yeah. Um, uh, to sort of buy, uh, and then you know, 2017 fad, um, and then but by 2020, when when blockchain had sort of you know, despite um, uh, you know everything sort of post ICO, had continued to sort of come back and develop use cases, and uh, you know, we start to have DeFi summer and these sorts of things. People are starting to go. Okay, maybe I should um, start to pay attention now. I don't know how um, blockchain is going to fit into my business, but maybe it's not a fad. Maybe I should start asking questions, and then that sort of you know uh, uh, accelerated sort of through twenty twenty one, which was okay. Now I need to do blockchain. What can my company do in blockchain, and sort of how can we get access to the technology? But I still think um, there is still a lot of confusion around what are the right use cases and how should companies adopt blockchain. And the the fact of the matter is, where we um, we are still early in this industry, so a lot of these things are being still being worked out. And so it's not sort of we're not at that sort of cookie cutter approach yet, where you can just go, okay, you're t- this type of business, you get this solution, yeah. plug and play, there you go. Yeah. Um, I think that will become a lot more obvious over the next few years, but definitely um, there has been a change in attitude um, from sort of laughed out of the room six or seven years ago to now, okay, you know, let's take blockchain seriously. We don't quite understand how it fits into our company, but we now understand that it is going to be a crucial technology for our company over the next five years. Let's sit down and sort of work that out. Yeah. It's, um, uh, I mean, it's, a, it's a great sort of analysis of the, of the last few years. As you speak, you, you definitely sound like a founder who's, who's experienced some of the peaks and also some of the troughs of, uh, of founding a business. Um, maybe to get into that issue of, you know, what, what are enterprises using blockchain for? It'd be great to hear, you know, some of, some of the projects. Um, maybe, maybe if we can kick off with, uh, understand you've been doing some work with Downer, the, uh, the big engineering company. Yeah, so um, we've been working with Downer um, a couple of years ago. They sort of identified that they wanted to explore and trial um, blockchain technology within their sort of uh, the maintenance services oh. part of their business. Um, obviously, uh, uh, you know, a company the size of uh, Downer, um, there's a lot of other businesses they're working with. There's a ton of data. 
and there's a ton of data that needs to be verified, sort of moved between multiple parties and these sorts of things. And, and they're sort of looking at blockchain technology and going, hey, um, you know, maybe there's a, maybe there's a fit here um, and, and wanted to explore sort of how that would work. So um, we sort of uh, uh, going back to sort of 2020 and last year um, have been trialing some blockchain technology with them. Um, I can't sort of um, say too much more no, no, than no, no, that no. Yeah. Um, at this stage, but um, uh, yeah, there's there's been a lot of work sort of going on behind the scenes there um, with Downer, and um, from from my perspective, like it's really really good to see an organisation um, as large as Downer, mm. um, uh, you know, being able to sort of be at the forefront of this technology and actually. Um, you know, not sitting around and waiting for everyone else to adopt this technology, but saying, hey, you know, we want to be seen as innovators within the space. So uh, we've been working on, uh, yeah, a, a really, really good blockchain uh, solution there. And part of the challenges with, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of challenges sort of in terms of enterprise blockchain um, and, uh, building enterprise blockchains that, uh, you know, still add value and don't, uh, but are still compliant and, you know, uh, uh, deal with all of the sort of the challenges around that. So, yeah, there, there's been a lot of work sort of happening behind the scenes there with Down. I can't go into too many of the details, yeah. but, um, yeah, that, that's that been a really exciting project for us. Yeah. No, it's uh, and, and, and very comfortable with, you know, not going into the detail, completely understand that. It is just great to see, uh, you know, an organisation of that scale, though, as you say, getting getting involved and, and having a go. And it, it feels like, and maybe that's just because you and I are sort of probably more believers than others, but mm. I feel like, you know, we'll look back in, you know, if we go five years hence, we'll sort of look back on this time and go, well, of course it was going to be blockchain. Of course we're going to have digital assets and so forth. But um, anyway, there, there has to be, uh, you know, the use cases proven along the way. But one of the clients that you had that really jumped out at me, and you mentioned that, you know, you're a great Australian company that's doing work uh, for not only Australian customers but also offshore. Um, but you've done some work for the Solomon Islands government. Are you able to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, we did we did some work with them. Once again, unfortunately, I, I can't go into too yeah, many of the details. Um, but yeah, we we work with them, um, basically building out a blockchain system to help them. Uh, the idea here was was to help them basically better track um, skills um, uh, of uh, basically persons across. Uh, countries sort of within the South Pacific. Um, and this, this solution was integrating uh, within their sort of uh, uh, visa application and approval process. Yep. So um, the idea was to uh, sort of create a, um, a uh, blockchain-based system that could be used by um, multiple different uh, departments and uh, potentially different um, nations to basically share data based on uh, seeing sort of what skill sets of uh, uh, are available in different labor forces across sort of the South Pacific and um, uh, identifying and, and then helping basically 
um, uh, approved sort of uh, skilled visas and these sorts of things based on that information getting shared between those different um, uh, departments. So um, once again, uh, uh, you know, given a, a sort of a, a government level project, yeah. I can't go into too true. much more detail yeah. than that. Um, but yeah, re- really good to see once again um, work being done. Uh, you know, like I, I could I could talk for hours on end um, about all of the different sort of DeFi and crypto and GameFi projects that um, we've sort of done and that sort of thing. But the ones that um, where you get to work with, uh, you know, massive, massive corporations or federal governments, um, we've done some work with local governments and that sort of thing as well. Um, they're the really interesting projects because that that's the one they're the ones that are actually the challenge that it's like okay now we need to think outside the box and um you know come up with sort of an industry first um solution here so yeah the the enterprise and sort of the the government projects are, are, are always um really fun to work on yeah and is it the case if we look at um enterprise i know you've done an awesome amount with um you know, in, in GameFi and DeFi and, and sort of those pure plays. Um, it, it just if we look at the enterprise um, work that you've done, is there is there a, is there a thematic to that that um, it, it it lends itself to a situation where it helps to have one source of truth for the data mm-hmm. and and multiple stakeholders being able to access and to update it? Is that is that sort of a, a rough? theme that runs through why enterprise would want to look at blockchain yeah that that that's generally um the application so um you you have um data that's sort of shared between multiple different organizations and um usually what's happening is this data is getting audited and verified and run through checking systems in these sort of black box systems that have been custom built within each organization. And so these processes are running over and over again, basically doing the same work, but in different companies. So um, uh, uh, where a lot of the enterprise blockchains come in is to basically, um, instead of um, doing that or having some sort of trusted um third party system where you feed all of the information to to sort of distribute it across the the organizations um to try and decentralize that information um and you know run the 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 sort of uh checking processes only once um and then uh you know having that data sort of available there immutably um the challenges come though in that you know you sort of explain that to an enterprise and they go oh that sounds great give me a solution that does that but then um once you explain to them well to do that that means you know you're going to have to give up control over these systems that you currently run and um now we're going to run on a decentralized system that um, you're not necessarily going to control and you're going to have to sort of, you know, operate that or, or with others and um, these sorts of things. Um, that That's usually where the enterprise challenges come in. And it's also how do you do that without 
um, uh, you know, actually completely diminishing um, the value proposition of blockchain. Like um, you might remember um, a few years ago, uh, if you wanted to do enterprise blockchain, uh, you'd use a hyperledger system and you'd basically, you know, you'd spin up a few different nodes that each enterprise organization within the network would run um but then everyone kind of figured out that well you know yes it's technically a blockchain but you're not really adding much additional value versus you know the systems that you're still trying to replace here because the companies can just get together at the end of the day and you know change the uh, you know fork the nodes to do whatever they want um, so now we have much more exciting sort of enterprise blockchain solutions like Polygon Nightfall yeah. um, and like ZK roll-up solutions that um, sort of keep enterprise information private but roll the uh, roll hashes and proofs back up to sort of public blockchain networks. So there's been a come a long way in the enterprise um, sort of blockchain space over the last few years, but um, yeah, it's still very custom and challenging to actually um, work with large-scale organizations to build blockchain solutions that actually make sense. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, you know, some of the, just on the, in, with the legal work that's required, we, where we've worked on sort of enterprise blockchain, we've got sort of multiple parties and, and we do these consortium agreements and, Oh, they're so complicated, and and you know, with in the early days, particularly, some of them were just sort of like, well, you know, if we if we all don't like it, then we can sort of scrub it and and do what we want, sort of thing. It's like, okay, well, it's sort of not 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 really what the philosophy was, but anyway. So, I, I, my sense is it's it's moving on from there. Um, maybe just talking about, I mean, are there are there any other projects? I know you do a wide range of things. Are there sort of other projects that uh, that you think folks might be interested in? Yeah, we, we, we've done a ton of stuff. Um, we've been doing a lot of work um, over the last sort of 12 months or so sort of within the gaming industry. Yeah. Um, I do think that um, GameFi uh, is going to be big over the next sort of um 12 to or it's probably still a few years away to be perfectly honest but um there's a lot of work that's being done there um we're working with a with an australian company called pixel quest to uh um uh australian based sort of new sort of startup gaming agency uh who who are building their own sort of nft based game and these sorts of things uh who have been fairly successful but um we've also um we've been working i can't name them but um we've um uh, we're working with a triple a game development studio based out of uh the states and um working with them has really sort of opened my eyes up to um you know where the game fi industry is sort of headed Mm. um i think there's been a lot of disappointment um and sort of backlash from the gaming community with nfts and 
and Web3 and these sorts of things. And, you know, if you think about why that is, um, a lot of it is because, you know, NFTs have become popular really only uh, the last 12 months. They've been around a little bit longer than that, but that's sort of been the, the popularity. And so everything that's released within the gaming industry since they've become popular is, you know, games and products that you can build um you know, in less than 12 months, which in the gaming industry, you can't build a good game in less than 12 months. And what a lot of the NFT projects have been doing is just building NFTs and promising, not even bothering with the game and saying the game will come down the track. Right. So um, what what we've been seeing, you know, good games like AAA video games, you know, these things take years to build. Um, uh, You know, sometimes a game development can span like a decade. So um, what what I can say without naming any particular studios, I can say with confidence that there are AAA video games that are currently in development, um, some of them of which we are personally working on, which are, you know, very good games in their own right, despite blockchain. But once you integrate blockchain technology into an actually good game, you get tons and tons of benefits that uh, gamers uh, in particular are, are really going to, to value. Things like, you know, in-game items that are, um, you know, restrained to right. only being traded to it within the Steam Workshop, so yeah. uh, and, and Steam Marketplace. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, but Steam sort of been banning um, Web three games and these sorts yeah. of things. And um, you know, a, a big part of that is is um, likely because um, you know Steam has a monopoly at the moment on in-game items being traded they take a large percentage a large clip of every transaction um that um you know goes through their marketplace and so when you have triple a video games but all of the in-game items are actually yours they can't be confiscated by the devs or um anyone else um you're not restricted to the marketplaces that you can trade these in um uh, and you know you can actually own them you could potentially take them to other games um and and reuse them and these sorts of things i think these are things that ultimately um you know the 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 gaming industry is going to do sort of very well out of blockchain i think the game community is actually going to be very supportive of the technology um but it's going to take some big games and some big game studios to really show how to do this properly yeah. um, uh, before um, everyone sort of comes around and says like, oh, this is actually a pretty good idea. So, you know, as is the case with sort of most new technologies, and initially everyone hates it because it's new and it's changed. Um, but once they find, uh, you know, once they uh, use a good, products sort of within it that they sort of come around so that sort of um yeah that that, that's definitely of the projects that we've been working on over the last 12 months i think the um uh the gaming products uh, have have definitely been some of the most exciting fantastic and i think um you know it has been interesting to note the the gaming community 
sort of the backlash against blockchain gaming. And it seems like there's a real schism there. But um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure, as you've mentioned, you know, once the uh, once the AAA gaming mm. studios actually bring out uh, blockchain-based games, it'll it'll sort of all all morph together. Yeah. And the other thing that I think is really fascinating is. In, in many respects, so we talk about the metaverse, and in my view is, you know, there's, there's sort of a few metaverse platforms out there, obviously, but if you look at the one that's really working, and I know it's not necessarily called the metaverse, but you look at those gaming platforms, you know, in terms of true immersive, um, you know, almost three-dimensional worlds, uh, you know, it seems like that's where it's really working best right at the moment, and GameFi and, and other business models uh, that you know, come out of gaming will be the business models of the future in terms of metaverse and so forth. So lots of lots of opportunities coming from that. Um, yeah, definitely. And um, yeah. I was just going to say as well. So like, if if um, you know, just, just touching on the gamers' point and and the backlash there. Like, if you were a gamer and you're only um, sort of uh, uh, experience with NFTs and blockchain is, um, you know, these pictures of, of apes yeah. and um, or, you know, your gaming company has just, you know, created some 2D assets and, um, you know, sold them online and, and generated millions of dollars for a completely useless, um, <laughs> basically digital trading cards. Yeah. Um, of course, you're going to be frustrated. Of course, you're going to hate the technology. It's just seen as, um, you know, big mega gaming companies who are already taking tons of money are milking further dollars um, out of their fans. So, you know, of course, you're going to be frustrated with that. But I think, um, you know, one, once we sort of move on from that, um, you know, first phase of, of NFTs with, you know, where the, there's very, very little utility um, to, you know, actual utility, actual use cases, um, you know, real value behind these assets, then, you know, I, I think these are ultimately technologies that, um, you know, are very much aligned with that of the gaming industry and, you know, many other um, industries as well. But, I mean, you, you raise a great point there around NFTs and, you know, I think the, obviously the early days with the, um, you know, some indifferent looking apes and so forth seemed to, you know, for most people, it just seemed a highly speculative bubble that they couldn't mm. understand. And, you know, you mentioned the term utility and that's obviously the catch cry um, behind NFTs right at the moment. We just saw Tiffany, the jewellers, mm. just do a, um, a, you know, a rollout of um, or, or a drop of um, of NFTs with CryptoPunks, which, you know, you can then redeem the Tiffany NFT for a um, for an actual piece of jewellery. So we're seeing sort of marketing uh, folks at the big, big, particularly B2C brands getting right on board the NFT bandwagon and trying to add utility in a sort of loyalty inducing way but as i'm wondering what are your thoughts around is there more to this nft technology than just a you know obviously a, you know a two-dimensional image um or ticketing for for concerts and mm -hmm. so forth where where could nft technology actually take us do you think mm. yeah well the uh 
they're definitely uh, NFTs will definitely evolve um, beyond um, sort of where the where they are today, which is sort of um, you know digital trading cards, uh, loyalties, and sort of it, it's really like you know you're buying an NFT today to sort of become a part of a digital club or sort of yeah. online. Yeah. Um, community, but the, there's so much more you can can do with them. There's already many use cases of NFTs. People don't actually realise there's NFT tech behind them, um, but um, that are already really, really, really exciting. So, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure sort of how um, crypto savvy um, your audience is, but for anyone who's sort of uh, used Uniswap and Uniswap V3, if you provide um, liquidity to um, Uniswap V3, your actual uh, liquidity position within the protocol is represented as an NFT. So you have, um, uh, uh, you own an NFT which represents uh, a, a liquidity position within an AMM um, that can generate um, yield. Um, and so, you know, your, your NFT is a, is a you know, a, a yield generating asset that's sort of um, uh, uh, providing uh, liquidity that you could, you could then trade around or give to anyone else or use to redeem that sort of liquidity back. Um, we're already, you know, you can, you can buy an ENS domain, which is, uh, you know, uh, the Web3 version of a, of a web domain. Um, and that actual domain itself is um, an NFT. So, um, you know, personally, I think the whole dealing with sort of websites with my um, with my own company and domains and these sorts of things, it's such a hassle. Um, it would be so much easier if you could just um, go and register NFTs and move them around or put bids on different domains and and those sorts of things. So these are already, you know, these are quite crypto um savvy use cases but they are very very impressive use cases when you think about them beyond just sort of um buying uh, you know a picture of an ape so um i think we're only going to see those um use cases expand everyone's sort of starting to talk about soulbound tokens now and digital identities being represented as nfts so um we're going to um and you know the, these use cases will start to seep into you know beyond just the crypto world yeah. um as well given enough um time but um yeah when, when you think about it an, an nft really is just a standard to store a unique piece of um data um, uh, you know, in a digital format. So yes, that can be a, a membership, but you know, it could also be a degree or a qualification or a license or identity, um, or something as far fetched as a, you know, representing a liquidity position within a decentralized exchange protocol. So yeah, we're, we're, we're going to see those use cases open up. Yeah, no, and we, um, in fact, early on one of the uh, earlier episodes, we uh, we talked to a great Australian company that's wrapping NFT tech around personal 
health information and mm. uh, sort of dictating who can access that information via the smart contract and so forth. So, mm. so it seems like a, you know a fantastic technology that it's it's sort of got a bit of a bad rap because mm. of the sort of speculative bubble nature of how it sort of came mm. into the public consciousness. Um, but it seems like uh, it, it will be sort of significantly changing. Uh, just, I guess, one one final question, which is really just around um, sort of Labrys and and maybe for for folks who are listening, just what's where's your sweet spot in terms of of clients and so forth? What's the what's the size business or the enterprise, you know, the uh, the industry, or is it you know what? What sort of folks would uh, uh, would you recommend give you a call if they're thinking about uh, blockchain? Sure. Um, look, if if you're interested, if 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 you have a business or um, are someone who's looking to start a business and is interested in exploring um, building a blockchain product or some sort of product that. Um, uh, sort of utilizes blockchain technology like i'd encourage most sort of people to reach out we're always happy to help and sort of um you know it's uh we're, we're still a relatively small industry so anything that we can do even if we don't provide the services ourselves to try and help sort of grow the industry we're generally more than happy to do um in terms of the types of clients that we typically work with though um we're pretty much across all industry verticals. Um, we we work with you know small scale startups all the way up to large scale enterprise. Huh. Um, but we're really looking for companies who are sort of serious about implementing blockchain technology. So um, uh, you know that's not just a um, you know, 10K profile pick NFT sort of um, drop. Um, but, um, you know, if you're looking to build a new DeFi protocol um, or um, you're an enterprise business who think that your existing organization can get value out of a blockchain technology integration or you're a um, gaming studio who's looking at how can my company sort of integrate metaverse and web3 technologies and these sorts of things really any company across any vertical who's seriously interested about actually building blockchain technology and engaging developers um, to build that blockchain technology um, then I definitely encourage them to reach out to Labrys and, and have a chat with us. Terrific. Well, Lachlan, thank you very much. It does feel uh, very much like we are on the verge of something truly significant. Um, sort of, I always talk to people about it. it feels like it's about 1997 to uh, in internet terms, in terms of the take-up. So, uh, you know, Labris is a great Australian success story already, and uh, we wish you all the success in the future and look forward to uh, following your ride. So, Lachlan Feeney, founder of Labris, uh, thank you very much for joining us. No, thanks very much for having me, and um, yeah, I uh, enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for listening to Web3 from Mystery to Mainstream. Nothing in this podcast is legal or financial advice. Have a great day, and remember, every organization needs a Web3 strategy.